0: My name is Brian Howard. I'm a Calgary realtor who has sold an average of a house a week since moving to this great city in 2003 and this is Calgary Living. I'm interviewing Calgary's top performers as it relates to living and lifestyle in our great city. Some of the podcasts will be real estate decision specific but most will be about life in Calgary and why we choose to live here or at least why you should visit. Thanks for tuning in. Well, folks, welcome to another edition of Living in Calgary. Today, I am excited to have Ian McDonald on the line here on a Zoom call. And Ian is an award-winning marketing, sales, and customer experience professional who is committed to growing communities, love it, building brands and moving people forward. Ian has spent 15 years in the real estate industry with developers and builders across Western Canada receiving numerous industry awards, including Best Customer Service Multifamily, Marketing Excellence Award, Best New Multifamily Community, and uh, Best Community in Alberta, Canada, two years in a row, and three years in a row with Watermark at Bear's Paw, which I'm very familiar. Ian has found a new passion and success within the tech industry with Kirby, as they doubled in size and revenue this past year and now serving Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Ian, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. Pleasure to be here.
0: Um, Ian, tell us quickly, what's Kirby?
1: Yeah, so Kirby is uh, Canada's first fully licensed online vehicle retailer. And uh, we we like to consider ourselves as the skip the dealership for the automotive industry. We basically uh, deliver vehicles right to our customer's door, free delivery. We provide them with a seven-day test zone period with a money-back guarantee and our Kirby three-month warranty on top of any existing uh, manufacturer's warranty. Uh, so we've seen some t- tremendous growth due to the pandemic, as uh, many people are not going out and, and shopping at uh, dealerships. And also they're looking for uh, a new way to buy a car, a, a better way to buy a car. And that's where Kirby comes in.
0: Wow. And so is it just new cars? Uh, it's actually all used cars. It's all used cars. Not yeah. new cars. It's not new cars. No,
1: no, they're all used. They are very close to new though. And the majority of them have never had an accident or just have one owner. No major accidents on any of our vehicles. It's a new industry for me. This is the first time I've been in this industry. And as I said to our our team in the very beginning, I said, I'm not a car guy. I don't know the automotive industry. I come from real estate. I'm a customer experience. I'm a sales and marketing person. I just love improving the customer journey and customer experience for everyone. This you know, really excites me for, for those reasons. And they said, well, that's perfect. We're looking for someone who comes from a different perspective. And it was joked that I came from the single greatest purchase of your life now to your second greatest purchase of your life. <laughs> Although someone corrected me recently to say, Actually, the f- most expensive purchase of your life is real estate. The second is getting married, which I am now engaged uh, to be married. So I'm learning about all of those uh, costs. But uh, And then the third being uh, buying a car.
0: Oh, really? Neat. Oh, cool. Well, there's a lot for us to talk about. Uh, I <laughs> want to circle back here. Tell me a little bit about your life in Calgary. I want to know, how did you come to live in Calgary?
1: Oh, that's a really great question. So that started... When I joined a company called McDonald Development Corporation, no relationship actually to my last name, doing a project in Kelowna. So I'm born and raised in the Okanagan. And uh, there was an opportunity to come out to Calgary for a new community called Watermarket Bears Paw. And uh, I was, you know, really excited to, to come out to Alberta. And I, I remember someone said to me though, you know, I think all of Albertans are trying to go the other way and, and you're going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, that comment sort of stuck with me. And I, I realized though, over time, it's such an amazing place to live. And, and the number one reason is the people. And so what drew me out was real estate. And what's keeping me here is, is the people and, and what the city has to offer. So
0: ah, interesting. Very good. And it's, it sounds to me that like that would have been about 15 years ago maybe even more? Yeah, it was actually in,
1: yeah, it was in 2009 that I first moved out to Calgary actually,
0: yeah. Oh, interesting, 2009. So you've come right when the market in Calgary, the real estate market was kind of falling apart, actually in 2009, it was probably our last low. And then you've seen a bit gradual increase through 2012 and then 2013, 14, Bonanza. And then ever since about 2015, it's mostly been like not great. And then we're in a crazy good market. I mean, good for sellers, I suppose, and very busy market at, at now after pretty much seven years of not, not a real active market. That's interesting to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And what about your interest in real estate? So obviously you've been involved in a lot of the, the marketing, the development, I guess probably new home communities. And uh, tell us about, a little bit about uh, how you happen to come to Calgary for like in, in the role and some of the things you've done.
1: Yeah, so I've been a part of some interesting projects in McDonald development, we took over for a project that the developer was having some financial difficulty. And that was the first multifamily project that I was involved in. I think people in Calgary might remember the name Canvas at Millrise. This was one that had a very large fire. It wasn't the building that we were selling. It was the adjacent building, but that was uh, quite a scare. Because I think after Earlton, that was probably the next biggest multifamily fire. But we bounced back and sold out that project. Then right after that, the launch of uh, Watermark happened. And that was really exciting, very pioneering. Basically, it was the field of dreams approach. If you build it, they will come. And I think for a lot of people off the back of the downturn in the real estate market was a lot of trepidation of developers and builders, you know, not owning up to what they promised they would do. And I mean that in regards to amenities and Watermark was a very, uh, is a very amenity rich community. And so for us, you know, we had these big plans, a central plaza and these cascading water features and uh, 47 acres of park space. And, you know, again, people just get sort of nervous of like, you know, is this actually going to happen? And in fact, it did. Before the first show home even opened in the community, the central plaza was already completed. The first of three cascading water ponds and and larger ponds were already built and working. And I think that just really helps uh, people feel very confident that it's one thing to show renderings and paint a pretty picture, but it's definitely another to go ahead and put the shovel in the ground and, and build it. So uh, that was a really exciting time and, and loved being a part of uh, community development. I think that was definitely some of the most exciting uh, times of my career is community building. And so when you read earlier that I'm passionate about community building, I now take it a, a, to a different level that it's not just about the actual real estate communities. It's about the community of our, our city and, and how do we build this? How do we grow our city? So for me, now my new passion is, how do we create jobs? How do we bring more people to the city? Something that I'm really passionate about is attracting, you know, encouraging friends that live in other cities to come to move here, to to have businesses move here too. And one of the industries that I see having, you know, such great potential and growth is the tech industry. And it's something I'm really fortunate to be a part of. At Kirby now, we're growing. We're actually going to be opening up a, a very large reconditioning facility very soon here. I was uh, employee number 15 when I started and now we're at 30. So that's been fantastic in the last year for growth.
0: Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, I was introduced to you through Alex, who I actually haven't met yet. Where's Alex fitting in the company?
1: Yeah, so Alex is our CEO and co-founder, Alex Kruter.
0: Oh, is he? Is he shy? How come he wouldn't meet with me?
1: <laughs> no, no, we chatted. We chatted about it. He'd absolutely love to meet with you. We talked about it and figured, with my real estate background, uh, owning uh, real estate in Calgary. Now he is a Calgary native as well. But yeah, we just thought uh, maybe you'd. Uh, yeah, you I, mean, you,
0: I, mean, I, I can see the CEO of a tech company like pushing me off on the you know, the guy, the real estate. That we, you'll have a better conversation, right? Like, well, ne- I mean. next conversation we'll have him. We'll have him on, and uh, that, that's perfect. That's great. So tell me what strikes you most about living in Calgary? Tell yeah, me like the just, people maybe. and the...
1: Yeah, the, the people is definitely a, a, a big thing. And, and I really enjoy the connections I've made with all the people here and, and doing business in the city. It's just a different way than other places in the world and, and in Canada. I, I love some really unique things about the city the explosion in the craft beer scene has been just amazing over the last couple of years. And anytime I have friends that come and visit, there's certain things that I like to show them and feature and and put them on a bit of a tour. One of the things I do is uh, I like to call it my bike and brew. Uh, where we, uh, we rent bikes or, or borrow bikes and, and go around to some of the local breweries and explore that scene. It's just such a great culture to see that explode in the city. And then there's some of the more obscure things, which when I first came out here, uh, I had actually been previously with a marketing agency, advertising agency out of Vancouver for a short time. And they handed me a backpacker's guide to Alberta. And I I do really love to backpack and traveled uh, numerous times on some pretty extended trips around the world. And I thought it was kind of a joke. I I said, oh, a backpacker's guide to Alberta. Like, And everyone kind of teases, like, what's there to do? Like, you know, it's it's the prairies. And one of the first things that I read on something to do was something called the Okotoks erratic. And I was really fascinated by this because uh, if you ask people in Calgary, you know, Big Rock Beer, like, where do they get their name from? lot of people don't know and it comes from what the geological term is is an erratic and that is a a rock that came from the glaciers and and it was picked up by the glaciers and then dropped off and so the Okotoks erratic is the largest in the world and I just think that's just a a really awesome piece of (laughs) of our history here and just the story that it came all the way from Jasper and then was delivered down Okotoks so it's little things like that that you know I know obviously Canmore and and bamf are really you know amazing places to go to and 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 take people to but there's some really interesting places to to visit as well too
0: that is neat i don't know if i've actually been to or seen the erratic i've looked for it a couple of times (laughs) i'm sure not that difficult but uh, yeah i love that too the, the the thought of this thing like just getting coming down on a glacier and then just getting melted and sat like right there in like okotoks right like that is, I didn't actually realize it came from Jasper. I mean, where else, I guess it makes sense. So that's cool. And uh, tell me about some of your r- real estate decisions. Have you purchased and sold in Calgary and have you been lucky or unlucky?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super interesting. I, I, uh, I think sometimes those that are in the real estate industry or maybe sometimes not the best to actually be picking their own, uh, you know, homes where they live. But uh, no, I have purchased and sold and currently do own just in the the condo uh, market. So I had a passion for many years to live in a loft. I think as, as many young folks do is to say, hey, you know, wouldn't it be great to live in a loft? There's not many loft options in Calgary, um, but there. I did find one actually on 17th Ave. And I had this vision to, you know, renovate it and turn it into, you know, this really awesome bachelor pad. And it was really great, but at the end of the day, I probably sunk, you know, maybe too much uh, money in it and didn't come out ahead and sold it in a downturn in the market. And now I I do own a condo in the Beltline in Victoria Park and uh, concrete high-rise one bedroom. And I'm renting it fully furnished right now because I've moved in with my now fiance and we live together. And so that's an exciting opportunity, but uh, yeah, the real estate uh, industry. And I think for for condos can be a bit challenging because of the supply in, in the downtown area. And Obviously Calgary has a lot of sprawl too. And then you add the pandemic on top of it, where a lot of people might not feel like they want to be taking elevators. We certainly noticed in the building we're in, uh, that can be a bit of a challenge, but still with all that considered, I, I still really, and, and we, we really love living downtown. We're in East village. And one of the things that we do daily. Is as you know the gyms are, are closed and slowly reopening is to go for a walk along the Bow River. Like that is like every day we're we're going through Princess Island, we're walking through East Village, and I, I love stopping by the dog park. I'm a big fan of dogs. We don't have one yet, but I get my fix by popping by the dog park.
0: So it's oh, great. A couple of things here. I asked you to send me a few pictures of of you know you doing some of the things you love. You sent me a gorgeous picture of you and your I guess, fiance and I couldn't help myself. I'm like, wow, that is gorgeous. And I was like, is it uh, Nova Scotia or New Brunswick? Because I, I come from the East coast originally. I'm looking at the picture right now in the landscape and I, I'm just thinking, and, and your last name being McDonald and having red hair, I'm thinking he's probably from the East coast and you know, but it is Valley, So great photo. (laughs)
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, so we uh, decided uh, late last year to take a sabbatical, and my fiancé works as a managing director at ATB, and we decided to take a sabbatical and do a trip around the world together, and uh, it was in Bali that I proposed. In fact, that day uh, was the day that I proposed, and at the resort that we were staying at, there just happened to be a a resident photographer, and so we got uh, a photo shoot done that day, which is just perfect. But sadly, oh, just, just a few weeks later, unfortunately we got the news to come on home because of the pandemic. So it cut our trip short around the world, but luckily we got back safe and sound and we didn't get uh-huh. too far into the trip. So it was, uh, it was great.
0: Oh, good. Well, good for you and start and someday you'll finish it. I'm sure that trip. That's around right. the world. I'm curious about what's really easy for you these days, Ian, and what's hard, like in terms of your own work or life in Calgary?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. I feel very fortunate to be working for a really great team, a team that's innovative and forward thinking that really wants to do well uh, and and do good by the customer to improve that customer experience. So I'm really fortunate to work for uh, a team that thinks like that. That's a part of disruptive technology. Very fortunate to have a job. You know when many have lost theirs in Alberta, again, a lot of gratitude uh, for where we're at and you know finding the positives in everything we do i love to cook and gosh has this been putting my cooking skills to the test lots of great meals at home we actually recently completed a whole 30 diet where you're changing some of your eating and and lost 18 pounds so uh, when people say you know they're gaining the covid weight you can lose it even without exercise just uh, wow. eating differently you can you know lose some weight so uh, are you yeah fasting?
0: I mean, what are you doing to lose 18 pounds like you don't look like you had a lot, lot on. You, but... <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's all that, there's all that craft beer I had to uh, lose
0: too. And you, but, and uh, you like beer too, like, but you do like bikes. So
1: <laughs> I do, but you know, it, with a lot of the fitness that uh, we're really accustomed to doing and missing that even without going out for, for runs, we just go for for walks every day, but changing your, your diet had a huge, huge impact. So I do encourage anyone who's interested, take a look at that. The, the whole 30 diet's actually quite a really good ones. So yeah, you know, making up challenges uh, along the way, you know, do, doing some puzzles, keeping busy that way. But uh, there's been a lot of things that are that are easier too, because I, I think you start to look differently at, at your life and what really matters to you. You know, pre-pandemic, what mattered to people, I think is a lot of things have shifted and uh, getting back to, you know, more better values and then building a life around that. So I, I think there's a lot of good that is going to come from this too.
0: Interesting. and I kind of agree with all of that, um, I, mean, like, I was surprised to hear you a little bit say the pandemic. Maybe we're building better values, but I kind of feel that too. You know, I want to share with you. In 1985, I graduated from high school, and it was—I think it was International Year of the Youth—is what it was called. And I was very involved with student council and student union, and you know, sort of leadership role as an 18-year-old. So I was privileged enough to travel around Canada a little bit and be very involved with sort of the focus at that time it was actually a, a number of conferences around you know youth and the, some of the themes that I really remember was uh, think global act local think global act act local and you mentioned about your interest in community development and community building and you mentioned how you, you really want people to love the city you want to love people you want to bring people here where did that come from and how do you do that I don't think for people my age and younger I don't know how many people really think about building community what do you have any thoughts on that i'm sure
1: yeah that's a great question i mean you know there's a lot about like attracts like and you want other people that share those similar values to um be around you to be in your community so you know we're a a young and vibrant city there's a lot of unique factors that calgary has that other cities don't in canada and i think we want to preserve those in a lot of ways because it helps to make us more innovative we can persevere. I think we're more stoic for a lot of reasons. And I think, you know, there's a preservation that's there. Um, But one of the other factors was being in the real estate industry, where I saw those challenges, those the cyclical nature and and the booms and busts and the supply of real estate as well, because, you know, we do sprawl quite a bit. And I thought, well, you know what, I kind of have a challenge here in trying to sell and, and market real estate when if there isn't the people, if there isn't the population, then how are you really going to do it? Like, yeah, you can look at, you know, increasing your percentage of the pie, you know, beating out your competitors. But what if we were to look at it from a different perspective to think of, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. So instead of then trying to just, you know, beat out your competitors, well, the answer is we need to attract more people to the city. You know, that's how we're going to actually ultimately sell more real estate. And so I realized that, my way of selling more real estate was actually to not be in the real estate industry. It actually has to come from a different place. It has Mm -hmm. to come from places where there's economic development, diversification. You know, a few of my friends and family said, well, what if if you get into politics? And it's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's one avenue. That's a possibility. I have some friends that are in politics and great. I totally support them. I support what they're doing. The initiatives at Calgary Economic Development and the province with Invest Alberta. I think these are all really good things. Yeah. I think just for me and just my position though, I I think I might be able to impact change differently. I, I think I can help grow in other areas um, you know, uh, previously at a company where there was a lot of downsizing, there's a lot of great people that no longer have a job or, or had to go somewhere else. And, and now I'm a part of an organization that we've doubled in size, and I don't think we're going to stop there in bringing jobs to, to Calgary. So, yeah, I think I'm, you know, more in line with what my values are now of, of this idea that, yeah, for me to help sell real estate is essentially, let's grow our economy, let's bring more people here.
0: Yeah. Excellent. I appreciate that. That's, that's exciting and it's cool. So thank you for sharing all that. Let's circle back a little bit. So when I was introduced to Alex, your CEO or co-founder of Kirby, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, cause I actually, I'm not a car guy at all, but I'm a realtor and people expect people, realtors to be car people, I think, or at least successful people. So I was telling them that the last car I sort of quickly, the last car I bought through the dealership and I really don't like my car. I mean, it's reasonably cool. It is a domestic car, so it's not that cool. And I bought it new. And I have said in the last five years or 10 years and certainly 20 years that I would never buy a new car because I understand you're not supposed to. But I did buy that one new and didn't like the process that much. Is this kind of common? Do you think like my story or, I mean, probably not amongst probably realtors. It probably isn't, but around the general population, like the car buying process is not a real wonderful thing. And sometimes maybe after purchase, there's a little maybe regret or I, is anything like this, what's going on?
1: A hundred percent. I think if you really ask anyone who's had the experience or even someone who hasn't even bought their first car yet and you ask them about, you know, what have you heard about buying a car? It's like number one. And, and I, I know there's a lot of really great used car salesmen out there, but unfortunately, when you say the word used car salesman, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And so there's a friction point, but there's an issue. And this has been around for a very long time. And this really excites me to say, hey, we can do something better. We can, we can provide a better experience for customers. And it's interesting. I was actually having a, a Zoom call with one of our recent customers, Kyla, who lives uh, up in Edmonton. And this was actually her, the first car she ever bought from us just recently. And she's in her, uh, you know, uh, early twenties. And uh, I just said, so like, what did you hear about buying a car? And what's, what's that process like? And it's like, it just sounded like a really scary process. And she said, she's a, the type that, you know, is an early adopter for technology. She said she was quick to get onto Wealthsimple and, and she really likes that disruptive technology. And uh, when she saw Kirby pop up. She was like, I, I want to do this, not only because like, there's a great car and this experience looks great and seven day test zone, like all this stuff is really great. But also, I just want to be a part of this. Like, I-, I really think that this is the way things are going to go. And COVID definitely has accelerated that. We've seen tremendous growth because of that. But if you look at manufacturers, they're looking to do this as well too. Ford said it, Volkswagen just made an announcement in addition to having all electric cars by 2030. They've also said they're going to be selling cars online. And this is called the Tesla effect. Tesla started this, Amazon before that, the Amazon effect, but that process is changing. Now for some people, yeah, they're always going to want to test drive. Like they just won't buy something without a test drive. And, And that's totally fine. But we do offer seven day test own and that's a lot better than a test drive. Because do you know what it's like to take that car to Costco and fill it up with your groceries? Do you know what it's like to take the kids to soccer practice? No, I mean, you're getting 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes with the car. You're not getting enough time to actually know what it's like to feel like you own that car. And then on top of that, we know our customers do a ton of research online. They're generally already set on what vehicle because they've done their research, all we have to do is make sure we deliver. a a great experience, that it's a great car, that it's not something that has accidents and it's going to break down and there's going to be problems. And that's why we put that additional three-month warranty. We want it to feel like it's a brand new car for that customer. So for example, like, yeah, there there might be some existing warranty that's covered on the car by the manufacturer, but what happens if your headlight goes out? What happens if you you lose a windshield wiper? Well, we're going to cover that. That's part of that three-month experience because if you drove a car off a lot, brand new, you wouldn't expect any, th- any of those things to happen. So we want people to feel like it is a new car, but it, it is a used car because it's, it's definitely a much more economical way to, to purchase um, a vehicle.
0: Mm-hmm. So they just go on kirby.com, is that right?
1: kirby.ca.
0: Oh, .ca, very good, very good. Yeah. And So maybe a little bit of rolling out on the show, we don't wanna keep our listeners too long. Fun question, if you had a billboard on the way out of the city, what would it say?
1: <laughs> wow. Well, that's a really <laughs> great question. And one we are uh, talking about because we're working with our, our excellent uh, creative agency Flip here in Calgary. Well, it's got to be our, our new slogan, the better way to buy a car. And uh, we'd have probably our, our delivery truck on that uh, billboard and really letting people know that there is a better way.
0: Oh, cool. Ian, what's the best way for people um, to reach out to you? Yeah. um, About Kirby or Ian in general.
1: Yeah, please uh, send me an email. It's really simple. Ian at Kirby.ca I a N uh, at Kirby.ca.
0: And you guys are on Insta, of course. So I'll put links in the show notes and what's your Insta handle
1: Kirby cars at Kirby cars. So Facebook, Instagram, you can find us on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you here today. This has been fun. Thank
0: you.